and we don't have a lot of time, but I need you to stand. We're going to do our declaration, and then we're just going to share what we have from the Lord so that we can get ready to take it home. This has been a beautiful Sunday, and we want to enjoy our Sunday night around the altar as well. Amen? So we're going to do our declaration in Jesus' name. I have some vacations to hand out from the Holy Ghost, but I can't do it today. But some of y'all are going on some vacations. <laughs> I laughed when I was in the kitchen the other day, and the Holy Ghost, he arrested me. He stopped me. He said, I want you to hand out vacations. I said, what? He said, I want you to pronounce some vacations over some people's lives because they need to go on vacation. They need some time. Some marriages need some time. Some people need some time. And I know what you're saying. I can go on vacation when I get ready. You can, but it won't be like this one. <laughs> you, you can do whatever you want to do. <laughs> but it won't be like this one. God is a good God. <laughs> Twenty twenty four, the year of the restart, a fresh new beginning in my life, in my serving, and my giving. This year. Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ will restore, will restore my, years, my years, my health, my health and, prosper me and prosper me financially. 2024, 2024 the, year the year of restoration, of restoration healing, healing, and increase and in my life, in my, life my, home, my home, my church, my church and my children's lives. My children's Daniel 2, Daniel 2 20. Through 22, amen. You may be seated in the presence of a holy God. Praise you, Jesus. Good morning to our covenant partners that are here today. Good morning to our SoundCloud listeners as well. This is the first Sunday of the new year, 2024. And we've been talking about the supernatural power of God to become flesh. And then it led us over into the precious, special blood of Jesus Christ that has already been shed at Calvary for our sins. Amen. For our healing, for our deliverance, for our safety, for our prosperity. Amen. For our preservation. And. We began talking about last Sunday in 1 John 4, 2, 2, 3, about knowing the spirit of God, knowing the spirit of God, because what the apostle Paul was telling us is that there are a lot of spirits out here in the world. There are a lot of spirits out here in the world. He was saying, though, that we need to get to know the spirit of God. And so in 1 John 4, chapter 2, First John chapter four, verse two, he was saying, hereby know ye the spirit of God. He says, get to know him, get to be acquainted with the spirit of God. He says, every spirit that confess that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. What did he say? Every spirit 
that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is what is of God. But he said, now every spirit that's in mankind or womankind that confesses not that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. Then he breaks it down and he says, they will not confess Jesus Christ as God incarnate. They will not say that Christ is divine um, not that he is God incarnate, God becoming human, the union of divinity and humanity in Jesus of Nazareth in human form. And so a lot of people would sit back and say, well, what's so important about Jesus who is God becoming human? What's so important about God coming down and, and taking on uh, human flesh? Well, it, it was more than just him taking on human flesh. It was the blood. It was the blood that Jesus was carrying in his veins. It was not like our blood. Uh, the blood that we carry in our vein has been touched by the sins of Eve and Adam. But the blood of Jesus Christ had not been contaminated by the endemic, endemic bloodline. His blood came from God. Now, this is where faith going to have to kick in. If God can, can, can mold and shape the body of a human and breathe into them the breath of life, hello, surely God can make blood. Amen. So if you're going to put a title this morning in your journal or for the SoundCloud message. It, we're talking about the Messiah's precious blood, the Messiah's precious blood. First of all, I, I've got something interesting to say, and I need you to hear this, please. Blood is not the life, but it carries life. Mm. Blood is not the life, but it carries life. So the life of humanity is carried in your bloodstream. Say, so there's, there's life in my bloodstream. Say, so my, my blood is not the life. Not the life. It's, what's the it's what's in the blood. That's amazing. Life itself is spiritual. Hmm. Oh, listen, listen. I don't care all Life in the human nature is spiritual. Say that with me. Say, my life, my life that, I that I walk around with every day is spiritual, it is spiritual. but it's carried, but it's carried in, my in my bloodstream. Life itself is spiritual, but it must have a physical carrier. Huh. So, Life is spiritual, but it has to have a physical carrier. You remember what Jesus said? What did he say? God is a spirit. And then when Jesus was standing on the seashore and he was meeting the apostles, he told them, he says, uh, have you any meat? He, and they were frightened of him. And he told them, he said, wait a minute. He says, uh, I'm not a spirit. Handle me. I am flesh and bone." I am flesh and bone. Now, there's a reason why Jesus told them he was flesh and bone. It's because he had already poured the blood out. So then he was flesh and bone. Amen. But that's amazing 
that life is spiritual. So we are walking around today with spiritual life in us. When did it begin, pastor? It began in the book of Genesis when God breathed into man, Adam, nostrils, the breath of life. That, that's the life right there. And what happened? That life has traveled all the way down from Adam, Eve, through every generation. What, we shared this one time. When a baby is born, that doctor literally, in order for that baby to start breathing, he has to hit that baby to make him... So that breath of life from God, not man. See, see, man can make a, a body. They can make all these machines, but they can't make life. You better think about it. They cannot make life. They can come up with some blood. Yeah, yeah, die shy. Come on here. But they can't make the blood. They can't make the life that goes in the blood. Oh, boy, life itself is spiritual, but it must have a physical carrier. And this carrier is the blood. It is amazing that blood has the capacity to carry the life of God. Now, that's amazing. So the contract between the divine and the human rests in the bloodstream. Where's your contact at? Between in your bloodstream. You got life in your bloodstream. Oh, Jesus, I could go. Listen, 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 listen. So that's why God asked us, what are you going to do with that life that I gave you? Sinners, unbelievers, backsliders, Christians are walking around with the breath of life in them. Yes, they are. No, you don't have to be saved to have the breath of life, but you need to give that life back to God. Mm, we won't go there because we got to say that for another time. All right. Uh-huh. So your contract is in your bloodstream. Somebody say, where's God? Where's God? Say, he in my bloodstream. He in my bloodstream. <laughs> and when the Holy Ghost comes on the inside of you, it comes to rest in your heart. That's a whole, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. So where did the blood come from? When God created mankind, go to Genesis chapter 7. We lay in a foundation. This is awesome. I just, I'm amazed at God. I'm amazed. Genesis chapter 2. And we're going to go to verse 7. All right. And let's look at the miracle. Can you, you want to see the miracle? All right. Genesis 2 and 7. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils. What? What? There it is right there. There it is right there. And that breath of life has traveled down through thousands and thousands and th right now somebody having a baby. And God is supplying the breath that that baby needs. Hello, but when that child gets up and turns 12, it's up to that child then to turn around and want Jesus. And with good nurturing and good bringing up, hopefully they will. You say, well, what, well, why? Why? If God's breath is already in us because we were born into sin. 
So we have to give that breath back to God, repent of our sins, come on, and start afresh with the Holy Ghost, with the Spirit of Christ. So it says he breathed into man nostrils, his nostrils, the breath of life. And man became a living soul. Man became a living being, a living personality with a mind, a will, emotions, reasoning, imagination, conscious. Amen. Everything was created at this moment by God in man, even blood. Somebody say he blew one breath. And everything, was created. and everything was created. See, see, this is what we don't know. When he created the shell, the organs weren't in the shell. My God, come on, go with me. Come on, go with me in the spirit. When he, the Bible says he formed man's body out of the dust of the ground. There were no organs. But one. Formation began. That's Yes, shiny. Uh, Adam's sin, contamination, runs in the veins of us all. But thank God we saved now. But if you're not saved, you need to get what? Saved. But it did not run in the veins of Jesus Christ. His blood is holy. Christ's blood is actually the blood of God. It's the blood of God. Go to Luke 24. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You're going to tell me he cannot create new organs? But see, it's going to take faith. See, this is where we're getting the problem at, in the church. We don't want to believe it. We don't want to believe it. Okay, Lord, what did that man tell the Lord? He said, Lord, help thou my unbelief. Surely if somebody calls me and says, God got a word for you, you think I'm going to turn it down just because I ain't got there yet? Y'all crazy. Come on over to the house, baby. Bring the miracle. Matter of fact, don't walk, don't drive, run. He told him, he said, Lord, help thou my unbelief. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Luke 24, verse 36. Hallelujah. Cover me, Lord, till I get there. Cover me till I can call those things which be not as though they were. Come on here. Cover me, Lord. This is what God demonstrates at KSL over and I'm telling you what he's doing. Over and over, we have seen the miracle working power of God through words, through a spoken word. And then what happens? The power of God takes it and causes creation. Yeah, we seeing God up in here. seeing God up in here (laughs) that's deep and father we thank you for allowing us to see 
some of your miraculous. Because you don't have to do it. You don't have to do it. We thank you for allowing us to be a part of your move of the miraculous. And you know we've seen it over and over and over and over and over and over. You are, ah, uh, uh, no, don't let that come out your mouth. I would be a fool to fight and resist God. Now I'm saying this because of one thing. I've got some folk right now resisting and fighting God. God said, line up with me. God said, believe me. God said, speak what I'm speaking. And rather than doing that, they fighting God. When God got the power, but he uses people. Yeah, Minister Donna, you in that vacation group. I just say it. I won't call it forth yet, but yeah, you sure are. Uh-huh. I already got the list. I don't need to go get it. I could do it right now, but I'm not. Until my father say do. But he, I heard him say, tell her, she a part of it. Yeah, you going on a God vacation. I told myself, wish you send me. <laughs> yeah. Forget the rest. I'll leave somebody here in charge. I'll run on down the, down the highway out there. Goodbye. See y'all later, KSL. Fighting against God. God said, believe me. Come on up. Bring your mind up to my word. And they said, now, I don't believe that. I don't want to hear that. I'm saying, what? Oh, Jesus. Let me, let me. Okay, we got, oh, yes. Luke 24, verse 36. Jesus appears to the apostles. And as they thus spake, Jesus himself stood in the midst of them and said unto them, peace be unto you. But they were terrified and affrighted and supposed that they had seen a spirit. They thought they was looking at a spirit. So you see, when your soul and your being leave your body, it looks just like you. It looks just like you. And he said unto them, why are you troubled? 38 verse, and why do thoughts arise in your hearts? Behold my hands and my feet, that it is I myself. Handle me and see for a spirit, a spirit had not flesh and bone as you see me have. So God goes from spirit, because the Bible says, and we're not going to go there this morning, but in John it says, God is a spirit. But God went from the spirit realm into the natural realm because the Bible says he took on him not the nature of angels, but he took on him the seed of Abraham. And because the children were of flesh and blood, he himself took part likewise. That's a mighty God. I got to go here. You know why I got to go here? Because more miracles are on the way. And so you have to be at a, that's another thing. You have to be at a certain level. This ain't a skip through the tulips, baby. You either there or you not. And when God said move out and speak, you have to be at a certain level in order to call those things which be not as though they were. 
He said, a spirit don't have flesh and bone. Well, why didn't Jesus mention his blood? Where's the blood, Jesus? Go to John, the 20th chapter. Yeah, I hear you, Lord. I hear you. I hear you. More miracles are on the way. We got to be ready. We got to be ready. Yes, John 20. Mm-hmm. Now, for all intent purposes, I have to read this. We're going to start at the 11th verse, John 20, 11. It says, but Mary stood without at the tomb weeping. And as she wept, she stooped down and looked unto the tomb and see it two angels in white sitting, the one at the head and the other at the feet where the body of Jesus had laid. And they say unto her, woman, why weepest thou? She said unto them, because they have taken away my Lord, and I know not where they have laid him. And when she had thus said, she turned herself back and saw Jesus standing and knew not that it was Jesus. Jesus said unto her, woman, why weepest thou? Whom seekest thou? She, supposing him to be the gardener, said unto him, sir, if thou have uh, borne him hence, Tell me where thou hast laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said unto her, Mary, she turned herself and said unto him, Rabboni, which is to say master. Jesus said unto her, touch me not, for I am not yet ascended to my father. But go tell my brethren and say unto them, I ascend unto my father and your father and to my God and your God. So Jesus was telling Mary, you can't touch me right now because I'm in this glorified body, but I got to go deliver the blood. I got to go deliver this blood. That's why he told them, I have flesh and bone, but I don't have any blood. Your new body won't have no blood. At first, I didn't understand it, and it took God to help my finite mind. It took God to help my little mind. I said, God, wait a minute. When people pass away, where's the blood? And it took the Holy Ghost to step in that morning, praying and fasting and seeking God, and he began to tell me, he said, Anna, when people die, what stops? The heart stops beating. I said, what? He said, the heart stops beating. And when the heart stops beating, the blood stops flowing. So listen, listen, watch this, watch this. So when the heart stops beating and the blood stops flowing and your soul and spirit join together and step out that body, there is no blood. I say, you too much for me. He said, when you step out the body, here's the real deal. You need to be saved because either you're going to eternal death or you're going to eternal life. I said, oh, my God, okay, okay. He says, but then at the end, you get a glorified body, still no blood. So there's a crossing over. There's a, you, you really don't die. You just step out. 
heart no more. You don't need that blood pumping no more. But he going to give us, we will be total spirit like God. Because that's where you like God at anyway. Amen. You are a spirit being. You have a soul. You have a mind, a will. You have emotions. You have memories and conscience. Come on, reasoning. Uh-huh. 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 But when you step out this body, at that moment, you won't have a body, so now you total spirit. But the Lord said in that great day, that great getting up day, he going to do what? Give us a what? Glorified body. Because he said in the moment of a twinkling in the eye, there's going to be a what? A change. Oh, hush your mouth. That's for the funeral. Shut up. Don't tell me what to preach. You go home. I think you need to know it today. And if you don't, take a little nap. Because I got the mic. You just step out. And then your being and your soul joint merge together. So that means I'm still going to be able to think. I'm still going to be able to reason. I'm still Because guess what? At the time of our salvation, remember what the word said, that his blood was strong enough to cleanse our conscience. Remember that? We'll get to that scripture. It's in there. So that means my conscience through the blood of Christ is cleansed from all sin. Y'all better come. Jesus Christ took his blood to the throne of God for our sins after he ascended to the Father. Go to Hebrews chapter 9. Don't worry, I'm going home. I'm going. Oh, Lord, help us. Oh, my God. That's deep. That's deep. Put your hand on your heart. Say, I'm a spirit being. Say, this flesh is not me. This is just so you can see me. This is so you can interact with me. And I can interact with the world. Don't you understand what he's trying to do? Thank you, Holy Ghost. He said he's trying to bring us to a place where you can call those things which be not as though they were. But it starts with the word of God. Anything outside of the word of God is witchcraft. Hebrews chapter 9 verse 1 Got to read it Promise we going to get out Then verily the first covenant had also ordinance of divine services And a worldly sanctuary For there was a tabernacle made The first wherein was the candlestick And the table and the showbread Which is called the sanctuary 
So the tabernacle that God told Moses to build in the wilderness had a sanctuary. And they're telling us what was in the sanctuary. But this is also in the heavenly sanctuary. Listen to me. As it is in the earth, so it is in the heavens. King David and Moses got their pattern for the tabernacle from God. God tabernacle is set up just like this in the heavenlies. Amen. He says, and after the second veil, the tabernacle, which is called the holiest of all, which had the golden censer and the ark of the covenant overlaid round about with gold, wherein was the golden pot that had manna and Aaron's rod that budded and the tables of the covenant. And over it, the cherubim of glory shattering the mercy seat. So he's saying in the holies of holy, he says in his, in his tabernacle, this is what you're going to see. This is what you're going to see. But it's, it's going to be much bigger than this. So he says when, when you enter into the new Jerusalem, there will be a sanctuary with the showbread, candlesticks, and all of those things. He says, but when you get into that holies of holies, now you're dealing with the mercy seat, the ark of the covenant, the cherubim that cover it, the seat of the mercy of the ark of the covenant, which is called the mercy seat. Amen? Mm -hmm. But in it is Aaron's bread, which says what's in here. I'm not going to open it out. The rod that budded. Ten commandments. He's saying, this is what you're going to see. Huh? The, the manna. He said, that's what you're going to see. So you may as well go and get yourself ready now. I mean, what's going to be just walking out? Oh, wow, this show look good. <laughs> <laughs> it's, in the, it's in the word, right? Isn't that in your Bible? Amen. Aaron's rod that budded. Is that in your word? The golden pot that had the manna, the tables of the covenant. That's the Ten Commandments. He says, and over it, what? Cherubims. Those are the angels of glory shattering what? The mercy seat. See that little opening right there? Right on top of that ark of the covenant is what? The mercy seat, of which we cannot speak particularly. Now, when these things were thus ordained, the priests went always into the first tabernacle, accomplishing the service of God. See, back then, they could only go to the sanctuary. They couldn't go into the holies of holy because that's where the Shekinah glory was. That's where God was. It says, but unto the second with the high priest alone once every year, but not without blood. Not without blood, which he offered for himself and for the errors of the people. The Holy Ghost thus signifying that the way into the holies of all was not yet made manifest while as the first tabernacle was yet standing. What is he saying? They could go into that sanctuary anytime they got ready and do the work of the priest. But they could not go into the holies of holy but once a year. And they couldn't go. The lower priest couldn't go. The high priest had to go. And what did Jesus become for us with that blood? The high priest. Which was a figure for the time then present in which were offered both gifts and sacrifices that could not make him that did the service perfect as pertaining to the conscience. There it is. 
which stood only in meats and drinks and divers washings and carnal ordinance imposed on them until the time of reformation. That's to the time of Christ coming. But Christ becoming a what? A high priest of good things to come by a greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands. That is to say, not of this building. It took his body. It took his body. Carrying in his veins the blood of God. It says neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood, he entered in once into the holy place, having obtained what? Eternal redemption for us. So what happened? When Jesus met Mary, I'm sorry, baby. I don't want that thing on my ear, but I, I have to. What happened when he met Mary? He said, don't touch me. I, I haven't ascended. He said, I haven't ascended. So what did Jesus do? Jesus literally took the blood to the throne of God. And he poured it out where? On the mercy seat. So when we approach God, he says, no man cometh to the Father but by me. He says, when you, when you approach me, where's the blood? Father God, Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ, I come to you by the blood of your lamb. I declare your blood for the forgiveness of my sins. I declare your blood for my safety, for my preservation, for my healing. I plead the blood. I don't plead judgment. I plead the blood of Jesus for my sins. This is powerful. And when you plead the blood, you plead the blood of God, which was sinless, which was uncontaminated. Guess what? Then he'll answer you. What did the Bible say? He would answer how? By fire. My, 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 the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood of Jesus. We just got so used to throwing it out there. Oh, the blood, the blood. No, baby, that's the blood of God. And matter of fact, it's got a name. In the Bible, in 1 Peter, they say the precious blood of the Lamb. The blood of God is called precious. It's called holy. And when you pleading against the devil and all his demons, what you doing is you pleading the life of God against them. And they can't do nothing with God. So I plead the blood on my circumstances. I plead the blood on my situations. Not just any blood. The blood of God who is Jesus Christ. Yeah, I want my prayers answered. I'm going to plead the blood. I'm going to plead the blood. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. He says, neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood he entered in once. There it is. Into the holy place. And he obtained what? Eternal redemption for us. For if the blood of bulls and of goats and the ashes of a heifer, sprinkling the unclean sanctified to the purifying of the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Jesus Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, purge your conscience from what? Dead works. So the blood is supposed to be purged our conscience from what? 
dead works. We're supposed to be alive now to works of life, works unto God, serving God, loving God. Somebody say KSL. KSL. Knowing, serving, and loving God. Okay, 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 okay. Go to Hebrews chapter 2. Oh, Jesus, I'm about to pass out up here. Oh, Jesus, your presence, your holy presence. Do you know the presence of God could not come until the blood was shed? I said, do you know? So when a, when a Christian gets out here and run through sin and live in sin, the presence does what? It lifts. And that's why you ain't got no power. Because you don't believe in repenting and stopping. You want to keep repenting and keep doing what you do. The presence won't come until the blood is there. So before we do anything, we repent. Shine for me, Anna. Shine for me. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 14. When you get it, say amen. Amen. Uh, When you get it, say amen. Amen. For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same. Is that in your Bible? Which cuts down the naysayers and the liars. He had blood. There it is right there in your Bible. For as much as the children are partakers of what? Flesh and what? blood he who is he Jesus Christ also himself likewise took part of the same somebody say he had flesh bone and blood but he poured the blood at the throne of God for our sins yes the blood is there but God wants you to acknowledge it you can't just walk up there talking about, well, he already see the blood. He, uh, he want to know whose side you on. So when I come before God, I say, Father, I come in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, I come by the blood of Jesus Christ. And he looked down, but he don't see you. He don't see me. All he see is the blood. He see his life. He see his holiness. He see his uh, cleanliness. That's why I keep telling you God is holy. I ain't talking about you. Oh, got a problem with that. That's a holy church. I don't want to go there. Well, baby, you don't want to see God. Because God is holy. See, I need this too. Because I'm, I'm, I'm experiencing some things. And I said, Lord, so the moment you close your eyes, you just step out. He said, that's how it does. That's what it does. You just step out. But you need to be saved. You need to have me. You need to have confess me as your Lord and Savior. You need to confess me, have me as your Lamb of God for that blood. So when you step out, you go directly, you go directly into peace. I wasn't going to go here because I'm saving it, but I'm just going to share this with you. Ecclesiastic says, when you finish reading, um, you know, serve now your creator in the days of your youth. 
But right at the end, something caught my attention uh, as I was praying. And it says, and the, and the body goes back to the dust and the spirit goes back to the God who created it. So for a long time in my early, early days, way, 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 way back, I used to think that meant everybody went to heaven. But through revelation knowledge from the Holy Ghost, I found out that's not what that's talking about. The flesh goes back to the dirt. It turns back to dirt. That word in the Bible where it says, and the spirit goes back to God. See, spirit also means wind, breath. He says, what comes back to me is the breath I get. I say, what? 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 He said, I get my breath back. But they have to stay there unto judgment. Because I used to think that meant, where everybody going? I, 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 I. He says, I take back the breath that was in the blood strip. See, I'm older. No, I'm, well, I'm young. But since I'm seeing things a little bit more closer, you know, I'm a little closer to you. I need to know these things. I say, what? The breath goes back to him. The breath goes back to him. But the spirit and the soul wait until the time of judgment. Say what? So all these folk playing. We better get saved. We better get saved. We better stay saved. If we make a mistake, we better hurry up and repent. Cause God ain't playing, y'all. God is real. And everybody gonna have to give an account. You know that's in the Bible for what we've done with this body. We're going to have to give an account to God for what we've done with the breath. And when I get up there, I'm going to tear God off. Baby, you ain't going to tell God nothing. Because the Bible, read your Old Testament. Everybody that's ever come in the presence of God, you fall to your knees. I have even been in the presence of God, thank you, Jesus, and fell to my knees. Couldn't even look at him. You're not going to tell. Ain't going to be no arguing with God with your crazy self. You're going to be arguing with yourself. Signs and wonders, Anna. They coming. Yeah, we're going higher. So they can sit here and look at me. Why she got to preach that? Why we got to talk about Because we got to go higher. Or, 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 uh, help me. The atmosphere got to go higher. So at the time of judgment, God said, I'm going to call you back. Put the breath back in there. You got to stand before me in that old raggedy body and go through judgment. And if I don't see no blood, because he got books. He said, if your name ain't in the book of life, see, there's a book of birth, a book of life, and a book of eternal death. He said, I want to know what you did from the book of birth. Did you take either side? Did you, did you take Jesus? Because when you took Jesus, your name went in the book of eternal life. So when you stand before him, he's going to be looking through the books. Where your name at? Where your name? Oh, there you are right there. There I see the blood. 
Enter to thou the joy of the Lord. But if it's eternal death, depart from me, you workers of iniquity. I know you not. What happens? He takes the breath back. You lose that raggedy body, but your spirit and soul go to hell. And because it's still your soul, that's how you feel the tormentation. Now let me get out of here. Let me get out of here. That's Shata. Yeah, y'all about say. Yeah. One thing about it, when I cross over, you can just say, Mama went with Jesus. Because, baby, I'm going to, oh, he already showed me. I got to take communion before I leave here. So y'all may as well get ready to ride, get around the bed, give me communion, read the script. I'm going to take communion. I'm going to get up out of here right. Because I know it's real. Because I know it's real. You better know it's real, too. All these folk playing around with salvation. I love everybody. I'll let you say whatever you want to say. You think they, you said they went with Jesus? They went with Jesus. I'm not going to argue with you. I'm not going to argue with you. It ain't worth the breath. I'm not going to waste my time. It's Jesus. And King David said, I had to come, Lord help us, into the house of the Lord in order to understand the end of all things. Because how can they preach? I mean, how can they hear without a preacher? And how can the preacher preach except they've been sent? Okay, okay. Got about 10 minutes. Go to Philippians. We soon to close. I done preach myself happy. Happy in the Lord. That's why I be on, sitting on the edge of my seat waiting for mother to say, let's examine ourselves. Because it's important. That ain't no play play. That communion is not play play. Deacons and men and covenant partners and pastor and elders. That communion is actually the broken body of Christ and the blood of Christ. It is the blood of God. It is the broken body of God. And we need to treat it right. If I got, wait a minute, I got, we got, okay. I want to, ah, help me. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Okay. Philippians 2. Thank you, Father. Go to Philippians 2. All right. Verse 6. It says, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. Is that in your Bible? This is what happened. This is what God did. This is what Christ did. He came and was made in the likeness of mankind and being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Do you know God could not have showed his love for us and died for us if he had not fashioned himself as a man? Because a spirit, you can't hang on the cross. A spirit don't have blood. He had to become flesh. 
to have all the organs on the inside of him in order to carry the blood in veins. Or there would have not been any forgiveness of our sin. And this is the naysayers and false cults and false religions. They don't want to accept that he became in the flesh. Get away from me. He came. I believe in the virgin birth. I believe the Holy Ghost overshadowed Mary. I believe that the blood of God was poured out for my sins. God is holy. He can't look upon sin. But how, we, how are we going to take our raggedy selves in his presence without blood? Shine for me, Anna. Shine for me. Proper elements. We're going. Proper elements. For the Lord's Supper. The bread represents the body of Christ that died on the cross for our sins. He suffered many abuses on his way to the cross. His body was in rough shape on the cross. He suffered on the cross. He gave us his all. The cup. The cup was to represent the blood of Christ that he shed on the cross for our sins. The Bible says that without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sin. So those cults and false religions are liars. They steal and they sin. Y'all better hear me. And when they die, the blood of Jesus. I said the blood of Jesus. The Bible says that without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sin. Who wrote the Bible? God. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, they said holy men and women were, were moved by the Spirit of God. And they wrote the Bible under the unction of the Holy Spirit of Christ. Christ had to shed his blood for us. The animal sacrifices in the Old Testament look forward to the time when Christ would shed his blood for the sins of the world. This sacrifice was the final one needed to save the world. His blood was enough for all those who accepted him as their personal savior. Paul tells us that celebrating with these elements reminds the people of the church of Christ's sacrifice. We so often and so easily forget we often complain about small sacrifices that we got to make. <laughs> Ignoring the incredible sacrifice of Jesus' body and blood. There's a poor attitude that you can have for the Lord's Supper. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a person examine himself or herself. And so let them eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eat it and drink it unworthily, eat it and drink it damnation to themselves, not discerning the Lord's body. You got two types of people at the Lord's table. Those who examine themselves before taking the supper and those who are judged for not examining themselves. And you know what the judgment is? 
when we don't examine. See, this is serious. All this playing. He says, when we don't judge ourselves, he says, that's why there are many sick, weak, and some have even died from. I preached this a long time ago. I said that same anointing, if you play with it, it'll turn around. So when we don't examine ourselves, cause I remember the day. Now, I had never read this. I just remember the day the Holy Ghost came to me. He, said, he says, I need you to line that church up. I said, sir. He said, they have not been examining themselves. I said, oh, my God. He said, I need them to do that because it's real. So when we don't examine ourselves, when we don't repent before we touch the body of God and, and drink his blood, we curse ourselves. We lose our strength. We become very sick and ill. And some of us go on and pass away. Now, I'm finna go. Here's the question. Did they make it in? They made it in. But the Bible speaks of un timely deaths too many Christians are dying before their time God got a time <laughs> yeah it's serious baby it's serious so next first Sunday, when you come in here, let's get, let's get to business. Amen. Let's stop playing. Amen. And don't touch that. You can touch the cup and take the bread and the water after you repent. After we repent. Because God knows I need my strength. Amen. Lord knows if sickness come, I need you to heal me. And I definitely don't want to die an untimely death. And that go for you young people sitting up in here. Well, she ain't talking to me because I'm young and strong. Okay, keep playing with God. There are just as many short graves as it is long graves. Stop playing with God. Stop playing with the Lord. See, just because they act a fool, I ain't no fool. I love the Lord. I'm going to serve Jesus. I'm going to live it. Because I got a God to meet one day. And you do too. Let me go home. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your word. We believe your word. We take your word. And we do it. We're going to do something with it. See, that's why the church don't have power, evangelists. I'm being serious. Go some places. Ain't no power. Uh-uh. Because why? We letting every demonic force run through that church. Sometimes the preacher's sleeping with everybody. Is y'all crazy up in here? Ain't no power. Amen. 
No, I, 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 look, I want God's house to be a place where he can come. And I want to give him what he asked for, and that's the blood for the forgiveness of all our sins. Amen? Because when I need Jesus to strengthen me, heal me, raise me up, when that devil attack me and I need the blood of Jesus to work for me, I don't need to be standing there trying to figure out did I repent because I did die and I'm still living like a hellion. Lord, thank you for the blood. Thank you for your blood, Jesus. Because I can approach the mercy seat. I can go behind that veil that's been torn. I can go into the holies of holy where God is. And let the church say amen.